Hey, Foot Clan, do you want to use the exact same tools that we use to build our lineups? We're talking about our proprietary point per thousand rankings for DraftKings, for FanDuels. Do you want to have our cash picks, our GPP picks, all the stuff that we don't have time to fit into this show that we use ourselves? Check it out at DFSPass.com. Right now, we have much better pricing than usual. It's $29 for the entire rest of the year. So check it out at DFSPass.com. Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast, coming to you from the Playdraft Studios, with your hosts, Mike Wright, Ben Cummins, and Chris Meany. Oh, ho, ho, ho. you might have heard it from the, from the DFS Pass introduction. But this show today got a serious upgrade. If you've been a longtime listener of the Fantasy Footballers DFS show, then you know this is not the normal host. This is Jason Moore from the Fantasy Footballers podcast helping out today as Mike Wright is away. But lo and behold, I have two of the best DFS players, DFS rankers, DFS experts in the industry as always on the show with us, Ben Cummins and Chris Meany. Ben, how are you doing today? Welcome in, Jason. Uh, you know, glad to have you back and glad to stomp you at the end of this podcast with my lineup. <laughs> the <laughs> listeners may have not seen in the Slack chat the smack that you've been talking, and I chose not to acknowledge it until we came on the podcast because you're not the only one that can talk smack. What's up, son? What's up? Oh, yeah. I mean, I look, I, I know you were a little late to the party, late to getting on. You were like, oh, I got to get the best lineup imaginable. Jason's here. I got to beat him. And you probably thought that because last time I was on, I destroyed both of you fools. Oh, no. Uh, I, you know, you made me bring it up. Chris Meany, how are you doing? I, I assume you're doing far better than Ben now. <laughs> yeah, I love the fighting words right off the hop. Yeah, we, we owe you one, uh, Jason. It's good to have you here on the show to talk some football with you. Tis the season for value and for some scrubs, of course. And well, uh, Ben and I are coming out to get you in the Battle Royale this time. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. Uh, we, we've got so much good stuff on the show today. I'm so happy to be here. It's always a pleasure. And I know, you know, look, last week I've, I've been hearing good things about the DFS pass, about the DFS podcast. You guys touting Tariq Cohen and Godwin and Philip Lindsay. Good stuff. They came through. So let's find out who's going to come through this week. We're going to start with where we always start. Which is a little bit of bit of, a little bit of moolah, a little bit of cash, straight cash, homie. Straight cash, homie. All right, so cash games here for any new listeners or people new to DFS. Maybe your team missed out on the playoffs in your in your uh, season long league, and you're going, okay, I'm gonna hop in. Cash games are the 50-50 games, the games where you basically you don't have to beat a million people. Maybe it's a head-to-head matchup. Maybe 50% uh, of the the lineups win. You just have to make sure it's a solid. It's much more like season long, where you're putting your best roster together. You don't have to worry so much about 
the ownership levels. Would you would you guys say that that is uh, that is a fair assessment of what the cash picks are trying to do? I would say it's that's very pretty accurate. accurate. Yes. Yes. Yes, I did it. <laughs> We're keeping uh, you around. <laughs> yeah. Actually, here, here's the truth. This smack talk is going to be very genuine this week because you are keeping me around. I will actually be hosting this show next week as well, Ooh. which means we'll probably have the highest ratings of all okay, time okay. for the show. Because now the people, for the first time ever, people know, oh my goodness, next week, Jason Moore's hosting. So um, yeah, I would just say congratulations to everybody out there. So with that being said, uh, let's start it with, uh, let's start it with Ben. And I'm not just talking Ben Cummins. I'm talking about another quarterback who you got. Hey, Cummins, man. I mean, I might show up 10 minutes late, but at least I show up to work, Mike. Okay. Anyways, um, (laughs) I do. I like some quarterbacks that uh, are in good offenses and that are going to throw the ball a lot. And that's what we've seen with the Steelers this year with Ben Roethlisberger. We haven't had Mr. Poophead himself, Le'Veon Bell all year. And now my boy, James Connors out. I think that just means even more pass happiness for the Steelers offense. And that should be mean a lot of good things for Big Ben in this matchup against the Raiders defense, who we've continued to pick on on this show week in and week out. So why not keep doing it as they rank dead last in past DVOA? And if you want to save a little quiche, because Big Ben is six uh, 6,800, that is a little expensive at the quarterback position. I like Aaron Rodgers. He's a very good player. He's $6,000. You save almost a grand. And I'm kind never, of looking, never heard of him. <laughs> I'm kind of looking at this a little bit like we touched on on this podcast earlier in the year. The firing of Mike McCarthy is an addition by subtraction. And we talked about it with Mike McCoy earlier in Arizona, Hugh Jackson in Cleveland. And then, you know, Larry Fitzgerald's balling out after McCoy's gone. Duke Johnson's winning people a million dollars in Cleveland. Well, Aaron Rodgers is a really good player, and he's got a good matchup this week against the Falcons defense. That's 25th in passing yards allowed per game and 31st in pass DVOA. One of the worst defenses in the league. Rodgers, uh, you know, hasn't been extremely um, – he hasn't been putting up a, like really high totals, but in cash, as you outlined earlier in the show – We're not trying to beat everybody we're playing against. I think Rodgers in this matchup does enough at $6,000. So I'm looking at those two guys to start us out here. Yeah, that that's fair. I I do worry about the total upside for Rodgers in the sense that, you know, it's, I think it's going to be like near 20 degrees in green Bay, but the matchup is right. And, and what you bring up with the coaching change, I agree completely with the narrative. Look, you know, this is a guy who plays for his legacy in Aaron Rodgers. He's getting, uh, you know, in the media, he's actually getting crap for the first time in his career, and now the head coach that has been the only scapegoat is out of the way. He can't afford to go into next week having not proven, see, it wasn't me. And so, yeah, I, I think yeah. Aaron Rodgers is a good bet. He's a little cheaper than Big Ben on the road, Big Ben. So, you, you know, there's sometimes worries with that. Then The nice thing is, They've lost all their running backs uh, right, exactly. for this week, so it's it's big Ben or bust there. Meany, uh, who would you start for cash games at, at quarterback? I actually agree with you too, Jason Abo. You know, Rogers. He hasn't thrown more than two passing touchdowns since week five, and he's been held under 200 yards in two of his last four games. So I, I really do think that he's got something to prove this week, which is weird because he's proven so much to us over the course of his career. But I think yeah, he'll what come a bum. Out, yeah, really, right. uh, come out you know slinging. But I think Drew Brees is is the safest quarterback on the board this week, especially since the last time we saw the Saints. They put up 10 points, and they've had extra time here to prepare for a Tampa Bay team that ranks. 
29th in pass DVOA, and they've allowed 28 passing touchdowns. It's the second most in football. They've allowed the sixth most yards, the fifth most passing yards, and the fifth most points per game. So this is a good spot for Drew Brees and, and just the whole the entire Saints offense just to get this ship right. And in terms of fantasy, Tampa Bay has allowed a top five, their top five fantasy points against Every position, running back, tight end, quarterback, and wide receiver. So it's a good spot for everyone in the state's offense. And I was going to come on here and suggest Josh Allen originally uh, because you know, he's third in the league in rushing yards, not just quarterbacks overall in the season quarterbacks, but over the last two weeks, he's third overall in rushing yards. So I thought there was a little bit of a safe floor, but I'm looking at him on FanDuel and DraftKings and the same price basically for Dak Prescott. And I think there's a little bit more upside. He can do enough as well. He's got five rushing touchdowns in the last seven games. That's the most in football among quarterbacks. I like this spot against the Philadelphia Eagles at home. Just four weeks ago, he picked apart this secondary. That's really struggled. It's depleted still. They're still rolling out sixth, seventh corners on the depth chart. Keep an eye on their secondaries. Guys are just questionable and, and really just falling all over the place. So for Dak Prescott, that game in Philadelphia four weeks ago, hooked up with Amari Cooper a couple times and some big plays, and now they're at home. I know Dallas likes to slow the pace down, rely on Zeke just a little bit, but this is a good spot for, for Prescott against this Eagles secondary. I think he can do enough for you. Just, again, much like Aaron Rodgers, not looking for that high ceiling here, just some a little bit of a safety. Yeah, I uh, I like everything that's being said. Really, quarterbacks we can get through them pretty quick because in a cash mentality, I don't I don't think that there is a specific quarterback. Like you know, usually week in week out, it seems like oh Pat Mahomes he's outscoring so many you know everybody by so much that it might actually be worth paying up. When in reality, now that he's playing against Baltimore, he's, he's scarily he's not even my number one quarterback this week, which is frightening <laughs> yeah. to not have him there. Um, but yeah, it just seems like this is a week where. There's so many good cash quarterbacks. You could just pick the places that you are adamant uh, where the points are going to come from, and usually that's running back. So let's talk running back, see if that's the way it's looking this week. Ben, who are the two must-haves? Yeah, you're exactly right, Jason. There's a lot of different quarterbacks that you can kind of put in your cash lineup, and they're generally not going to make or break you, but the running back position is the main spot where you can make or break your lineup, and I'm trying to continue to practice what I preach, and so um, I'm going to continue to jam in these stud running backs because that's where you lock in the guaranteed volume, the guaranteed touches, the easiest position to predict because on a week-to-week basis they get more opportunities than wide receivers. And so we're just going to continue to do that. And I agree with Meany that I like the Cowboys spot. And so why not just mash in Zeke Elliott, who, um, you know, the Eagles are 20th in run DVA. They've been struggling against the run. We saw Adrian Peterson rip them for that long run last week. And Zeke literally leads the league in opportunities per game. He's second in total yards in the league. And you know, as we've been seeing, it's so refreshing to see the Cowboys using him a ton in the passing game lately. Locking in these stud running backs basically allows you to play like a Lamar Miller type, as I talked about last week, and like a Larry Fitzgerald type, something like that in one player. And so you just got to use it. Um, like I said last week before I jumped into some of the running backs about how, you know, I think everybody knows Todd Gurley is a good play. I think at this point, everybody knows Christian McCaffrey is a fantastic play. So I'm going to go from Zeke and I'm going to talk about another fantastic play, Saquon Barkley, who's third in the league in opportunities per game and third in total yards. Uh, he's just been incredible all year. And Washington's defense has been struggling against the run lately. They're 24th in run DVOA. And look, guys, I get it. There's a ton of wide receivers, great wide receivers in great spots this week. So I can see 
veering a little bit away from this strategy, but I'm just telling you in general, if you keep this principle of locking in these studs who are going to give you 20 plus opportunities per game and looking for the wide receivers of value that are still going to get you some targets, that's generally the way to do it in cash. And if you start to, you know, pick and choose what weeks you want to stick to that process, you're going to be all over the board. So yeah, I'm sticking look, to my ben, process and gonna, locking them in. We're going we're gonna to talk about this later when we get to our lineups. And I, I, I don't like where it's headed. I mean, you're boring me like crazy <laughs> talking about, oh, play Ezekiel and Saquon Barkley. But, but we're here to help you win lineups. And, and like, you know, it's always nice to have, oh, you got you to gotta start this new waiver wire pickup. But in a cash game, where you are trying to play it safe. I mean, I've I've played them both ways and you're right strategically you lot you are so it's so advantageous to just make sure that you have those positions locked down at running back if you're in if that's the style of DFS you're going to play. It is really valuable. Now, it, w the reason I said we're going to get to this in our uh later in our battle royal uh showdown I have pivoted from that strategy, so and and we're basically playing a cash style. But I don't get to be on here too much, so I'm swinging for the fences yeah, as opposed to playing it, it safe. But uh, I I do know that the two times I've been on here, one time I went with the Todd Gurley route in the cash kind of style of just beating two other people, and I beat the snot out of you. And and one time I didn't, and I lost. So I'm a little worried. Uh, but let's let's hear from uh, Meanie. What are some other cash options that maybe aren't the Zeeks and Saquons if you do pivot a little? Yeah, like I said off the top, just a season for some value but to get a little bit crazy in tournament lineups. But, you know, I'm right in, in agreement with Ban about Zeke. I mean, he leads the league in touches. It's kind of what I'm looking for in some running backs. And what I've noticed over the past couple of weeks, Philip Lindsay, we talked about him off the top of the show, worked out in a good spot. So good. Another, he really is. And again, oh, I said this last week, it's just so remarkable that this guy was just plucked off the street, undrafted, just days before the season started. He's just been he's been unbelievable really ever since opening week. Uh, he's got do you think two that Denver like do you think the because obviously he was he was drafted by Denver, he was in the, the Denver Broncos like child farm system mm -hmm. and he went to <laughs> school in Denver. Do you think they like petitioned the NFL to make sure he did not get to the combine? Because I feel like if he <laughs> went to the combine and ran his, what did he run? Like a four, three on the pro day. If he yeah. did that at the combine, he would have been a third round pick. And instead he doesn't go to the combine. He's like, Oh, just come on to our starting lineup. <laughs> really from week one. Hey, whatever they did, I'm a fan of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No kidding. Good I job. Mean, can't stop the throw. Yeah. Can't, you can't he can't be stopped and you know two rushing touchdowns last week he's got five over a current three game streak he scored nine total so far this season at least 79 rushing yards in five of his past six games he's got 267 over the past two weeks it's the most in football and then Emmanuel Sanders goes down RIP hopefully a nice recovery for him maybe that means oh, a little so bit more sad. carries and a few more catches out of the backfield. And then I go and look at Gus Edwards, and I don't understand how he's still so cheap. He's been like $44, $4,500, $4, right in around that range for three straight weeks. And those weeks, he's finished top 10 in touches for all the backs. So, and for Kansas City. Yeah, but he's going up against a juggernaut defense. Yeah, exactly. Right? Kansas yeah. City, they're hey. so good at defense. I mean,. Martin and Richard, they combined for over 150 yards on the ground against them last week. And, and you know, 
they're going up against these running backs and teams who are kind of they're not going all in on the run. They're getting away from it from a little bit. They're starting they have to play catch up and throw the football. But what Baltimore wants to do is run the football. Yeah. And they want to rely on their defense. They want to slow the pace down. They have a good defense, so they could give Mahomes fits just slightly. So for Edwards, 21 carries, 82 yards last week, 61 carries and 315 yards since taking over 3 weeks ago. I think that they'll continue to have success on the ground and against this defense. They rank dead last in rushing DVOA. They've allowed the second most fantasy points to backs, the second most yards overall. So I think this is a good spot just to continue to roll out Edwards. I think, again, 15, yeah. 17 carries and flirting with 80 to 100 yards. I mean, the, the Gus bus is fueled with pr- the premium stuff right now. They you know they got rid of the crappy unleaded, and they're going supreme. Uh, the Gus bus is full force ahead, especially Alex Collins on IR. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't understand his pricing either. So if you do want a cheaper option, I think Gus Edwards – is is a good one. Uh, but, all right, so but let me hop in because I love Gus. You're Edwards talking too. ankle. He wants to go Montgomery. No, 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 no. I love Gus oh. Edwards too, but I just want to kind of use Gus Edwards as a perfect example to kind of continue to reiter- reiterate the point home in cash. Again, in tournaments, you can get as wild as you want, but Gus Edwards is a solid play. But he doesn't get any targets. And Kenneth Dixon is back and they're actually running out Ty Montgomery a little bit. So, yes, it's boring to play Zeke and these guys every single week, but you don't have to worry about him sharing time and you don't have to worry about them not seeing targets in the passing game because these are dual threat guys. That's why you lock them in. And I'm just using Gus Edwards as an example, even though I do love the Gus bus. Look, I, here's here's my issue with the Gus Bus. Harbaugh's a great coach, and Harbaugh's going to try to win. They're not going to just say, we, we're going to try to score a lot and keep up with Kansas City. He's going to go out there and try to win in Arrowhead against Pat Mahomes, and the only way they're going to do that is to run the ball 100 times. And so I, I like Gus Edwards. My only issue here, and this is, you could say it's a cash uh, strategic, you know, versus GPP, but... Uh, my issue is he is kind of middle tier price where there's a couple really absurdly cheap running backs. If you really want to pivot, right? otherwise, you know, that that's where it's hard to always spend the, you know, what, what is he right now on, uh, draft Kings looks like he's 4,500. That's pretty cheap, but there's even cheaper options. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get some of them in a little bit. All right. Uh, let's talk wide receivers been in cash. Who are you going? One one I like, one you'll have to convince me of. All right. Well, I'm kind of going right back to some of these guys that I uh, relied on last week and they came through in cash for me. Uh, you know, let's roll right back with Chris Godwin. Looks Heck like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Godwin. Always have. Loved his college tape. And he just continues to produce given a chance in the NFL. So you just lock this guy in when he's getting the playing time that he's getting. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Believe Deshaun Jackson's missing another week. And so be- if by another week, you mean the rest of the season, okay. you're probably yeah. right. OK, OK. Yeah. So Godwin's going to be out there, catches five of six targets, goes over 100 yards and a touchdown. Now gets to play at home against a Saints defense that ranks 30th in passing yards allowed per game, 22nd in pass DVOA. This Bucks offense, you know, I'm talking about loving Ben Roethlisberger this week because without James Conner, you know, they've already been throwing a ton. Now we can, you know, definitely project a ton of pass pass happiness. Well, that's been what the Buccaneers have done all year, basically without a running game. And so that's also going to favor all the pass catchers in Tampa Bay, especially a talented dude like Godwin. Um, and then. Well, 
now I will just say that Ronald Jones is is healthy, so he might be on the field, which means they'll be able to run the ball even worse than they could before because <laughs> yes. because it's Ronald Jones. Sorry, I had to get my my uh, shots in on Ronald Jones. Who's, I love it. I look, Chris, Chris Godwin is my start of the week on the Fantasy Footballers podcast. He's just fantastic play this week. I, I love him. This one you're going to have to convince me of, though. Bruce Ellington. Why? Why, Bruce Ellington? Tell me. I just can't quit him uh, because he's such a perfect fit for this cash game strategy that we're talking about. Locking in the studs at running back and then saving money by by still locking in guaranteed volume at a position that's much more volatile. Bruce Ellington, since he's basically in a way taken over for Golden Tate in Detroit, has played three games for Detroit. And in those three games, he's seen 26 targets. And he's coming off of a 10-target game. His snaps went down a little bit, but he still found 10 targets. Now and he's he not turned doing, those 10 targets into 35 solid yards. He did. He did. And that's not exciting at all. But on PPR websites, specifically DraftKings, which is kind of what I gear myself towards a little bit, at only $3,800, if he's getting those full points and he's getting you at least a little yards and hopefully it gets a little higher this week, all Bruce Ellington needs to do for you at that price is get around 10 and you can still cash by locking in these stud running backs. So I'm just going to ag- keep taking those seven to eight targets from Matt Stafford. Yes. And, and here's where I will agree with you. If it is, if you're on DraftKings and you're full PPR, he does provide value because seven receptions, there's not a lot of super cheap wide receivers you can grab that can just go out and get seven receptions in a game. Um, if you're on FanDuel or any other site that's half, PPR or or less, I would stay clear. Yeah, it's, it's just, like it's like Edwards is stay clear on DK and roll him out in Fanduel. Yeah, all right, Meanie, who do you have? You've got half of my uh, half of my stack this week, or at least half of a stack I almost went with. Uh, looking further, that is not who my stack is. Tell us who is not in my stack of the week. <laughs> okay, well, I'll go the other way from Godwin to Humphreys. I mean, they're both the same price on DraftKings. They're $4,900. Godwin's 56 on FanDuel. Humphreys is 65 on FanDuel. So I think Godwin's a better play over there. But Humphreys has been basically the most consistent wide receiver in this offense over the last eight weeks. He's got a touchdown in three straight games. He's got five in his last five contests. Nobody in the NFL has more touchdowns than Humphreys since week nine, believe it or not. And he leads his team in catches over that run with 26 so the touchdowns are nice hard to predict high total uh, highest of the week so maybe some some work continue some work there in the red zone but he's top 53 yards in six straight games so uh, I feel pretty good about Humphreys we've been talking about him I think for weeks on this show and then Keenan Allen like I like the Chargers this week I'm gonna go another way in tournaments because well, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but for Keenan Allen and Phillip Rivers, Rivers is the only quarterback in the NFL who's thrown at least two passing touchdowns in every single week. Now, they could lean on the run game just slightly in, in a huge total, but for Keenan Allen, I don't expect 19 targets in this game like he had last week, but he's still a strong play. At least six catches in five straight games, has a touchdown in four straight after just you know being invisible in terms of touchdowns over the first few weeks of the season. It's a high total. I expect the Chargers to put up 30-plus points for sure, so Allen's going to get his. Um, I, I don't feel as strong about him in tournaments but he should do enough to, to return value and he's cheaper than you know at that top tier in terms of wideouts on DraftKings I find yeah. there's a little bit of value for him let, let me ask both stuff. of you this with, with getting back to Humphreys pronounced with an Humphreys if <laughs> both if both Chris Godwin and Adam Humphreys were one dollar who would you rather have I think I would rather Godwin 
For me, it's Godwin. Okay. Okay. I'm just wondering because it's been a debate on our show. Um, I'm known as the Humphreys uh, doubter, which I'm not, I'm not a Humphreys doubter. I like Humphreys quite a lot. Yeah, but I like apparently I just don't like him as much as Mike and Andy, and so I get uh, put in that hole. It looks so you know like it, right now on DraftKings, which is the full PPR, they are both $4,900. Yeah. So I feel you know like- what it is for me, Mike, it's it's Deshaun Jackson. He's the factor. Like hum- Humphreys has been so good with Jackson on the field, and then there's three games without Jackson over the past couple of years, and, and Godwin's averaged 98 yards in, in those three games. He's got two touchdowns over that span. So just having Jackson gone for sure is, I think, gives that boost for me for Godwin. Right there with you. It boosts uh, Godwin just a little bit more, like, directly. All right. Now, I hate the tight end position this year with every part of my being, but uh, yep. in a cash game, you still have to put one in your lineup and in, in all of the games. So who should we put in our lineup, Ben? And so I generally, because I basically despise it as well, I'm trying to go cheap. And, uh, you know, Meany, um, you know, talking about the, that dude, Keenan Allen, I think he's going to benefit from Melvin Gordon probably missing another week. Well, that that's what makes this lock in the stud running backs a little scary because guys like Antonio Brown, guys like Keenan Allen, they their passing offenses should see more. Um, attempts and therefore they could see more targets well that's going to trickle down to the tight end position as well and I want to do that Vance dance again this week because at only $3,800 that's cheap enough for me to get excited in this good matchup against the Raiders in a pass happy offense with a ton of volume coming his way and he hasn't uh, you know gone nuclear uh, recently, he hasn't found Chris Conti's face in a couple weeks, but he has seen at least four targets in five straight games. So, um, you know, there's enough there for him to have a solid floor in this matchup. And of course, we know that the upside is always going to be there for him in this offense. So, all those factors, $3,800, I like Vance. Yeah, I mean, if there's another Chris Conti out there, it's the Oakland Raiders defense. So <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, I can, get, I can get on board with that. Uh, Meany, I, I like yours quite a bit. Let, let the people know. Yeah, Eric Ebron, you're going to have to spend up, but uh, there's enough value on the board to do so. I look at 12 games so far this season, six without Jack Doyle, and the games without Jack Doyle, Ebron's averaging 11 targets, six catches, and 81 yards. And the six games with Jack Doyle, he's averaging three targets, three catches, and 60 yards. So it's it's really just that simple. There's going to be a lot of a lot of looks again for Ebron. Yeah, over the last six weeks, the Houston Texans defense has just looked outstanding, really and they has. are the 27th best meaning they're not good against tight end and now here comes Andrew Luck who tries his best to only throw to tight ends I like Eric Ebron you have any defenses out there yeah oh yeah lock the Chargers in um I think they're probably pretty easily my favorite at home against a Bengals offense that will be without AJ Green and Andy Dalton and I think you see this defense rounding into form now that Joey Bosa is out there sacking the quarterback again and the Bills, Bills are going to be a solid. Sam Darnold hasn't played in three games, expected to play, still leads the league in interceptions. And then the Bills are a really good defense, especially at home. Yeah, yeah, I can, uh, I can buy into all of that. Hey, uh, before we get down to the GPP picks, want to make sure everyone is aware of Pristine Auction. Pristine Auction has been a longtime sponsor of the Fantasy Footballers podcast, and uh, they have been the main sponsor this season for the Fantasy Footballers. DFS show pristine auction is amazing and look it's the holiday season if you want to either commemorate one of your awesome DFS lineups that 
one and you did it on the back of Keenan Allen. You want to go get a Keenan Allen signed jersey and you think yes. it's going to cost you $400. All you got to do is go to Pristine Auction. It's an auction. Bid on them. There's hundreds of daily auctions. Like, uh, let's say a Devontae Adams signed Packers jersey yesterday. Went for 98 bucks, sold, signed. Yes, please. Jo- Josh Allen, $89. You got a David Johnson signed full-size NFL helmet. Those are stinking awesome. 73 bucks yesterday. These are what these are the final prices that people won on auction at Pristine Auction. They we know the guys over there. They are awesome. Every signature is authentic, is verified, fully guaranteed. There it's it's just so worth it. And if you want to if you want to wow people, like not just get them a Christmas gift that's like, "Oh, this is very nice. You got me a $50 gift card to uh, my favorite Mexican restaurant." And I apologize to everyone out there who is like, "Shoot, I just got a $50 gift card to, to my in-laws' favorite Mexican restaurant. Well, you, you did a bad job, um, but you didn't hear this ad read until now. And let me tell you, it's money better spent over at Pristine Auction. They'll open that gift and go, my goodness gracious, this is an Antonio Brown signed jersey. You must love me very much. So check them out at pristineauction.com. That's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction.com. Make a completely free account, and when you do, let them know that you heard about them from the Fantasy Footballers DFS show. And now, let's get into the GPP. You down with GPP? Now, this is where we get a little crazy. This is where you got to swing for the fences. Either huge upside, you you're you're very confident in a in a monstrous game, or very very cheap. Where you know, look, it's going to allow you to uh, build a better lineup elsewhere, and you have to take into account ownership here, right? Because let's say you get the guy that scores the most at the position, and every other player out there in the world has that same guy scoring the same points, then. Look, it's good. He scored a lot of points, but you're not gaining an edge on any of the competition. Now, there's you can overdo that to a certain extent. If if you know, look, Todd Gurley's going to help a lot of people win uh, most weeks in every format. But you have to take ownership into account. So this is where you pivot more. This is where uh, big money is made. Uh, much more big money in you know these lottery tickets. So this is what the people have been waiting to hear. From you two gentlemen, let's start at the quarterback position with you, Ben. Who are your GPP quarterbacks? Love it. And that's what makes tournaments so fun is trying to put that puzzle together with ownership percentage in there. We've, and- we've seen a lot of people listening to the show with the DFS pass tweeting us out. Oh, you know, I, the, the the huge tournaments, you know, they won $10,000 or more. That's that's a pretty fun. That's a pretty fun day. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty legit, and that's where you absolutely go get that pristine auction jersey, and you hang that up, yeah. and you just remember that lineup for life. And uh, yeah, so we'll start it out with. Uh, I, I think you guys can probably tell I'm very interested in the Steelers and Chargers offenses, passing offenses with the main running backs going down, and so that makes me like Philip Rivers, who, from a tournament standpoint, you know, is a, he's a pretty meh quarterback, as in, oh, he doesn't offer you a ton of upside. He's really good. He's he's done it for a long time. Well, because of that, people will shy away from him in tournaments because, you know, they're looking for the next best thing or they're looking for insane upside. But I think Rivers offers it this week because he should throw more 
and he gets a trash defense. The Bengals just suck. They're 31st in passing yards allowed per game, 27th in pass DVOA. Their offense is completely banged up. I mean, Rivers is in an insane spot, and he's been great all year. He leads a Chargers team that ranks 5th in yards per game and 6th in points per game. So I'm betting on him to keep it going. And then I'm very interested in Deshaun Watson because if you go look at what the Texans have done, they've played a lot of average games, average fantasy games, offenses on the other side that didn't put a lot of pressure on Deshaun Watson. Well, I think that should change this week. Jason, you were bringing up Andrew Luck. This should be a good fantasy game. This should be a good matchup. And I think that that could uh, bring out the upside in Deshaun Watson against a Colts defense that's eh, they're, they're pretty they're okay middle of the pack 21st and past DVOA definitely beatable Watson gets to play this game at home so intrigued by him and you get a little salary savings as well only $5,900 I think Watson should be a little bit more expensive yeah than that. yeah I, I completely agree he's my start of the week this week if you look at Boom. his last six weeks Four of his last six weeks, he's finished as a quarterback one. Two of those four, he finished as the quarterback number one. Okay. That's pretty good upside for a guy who hasn't really needed to put up crazy points, but he might have to with Andrew Luck on the other side of the field. So, uh, yeah, I I, uh, I can get behind that. Meanie, what you got? And for Watson's had some tough matchups lately, so this one is is nice for him. And I'll go on the other side with with Andrew Luck. You know, I I consider this a bit of a contrarian play. It's on the road in Houston. You know, Jason, you mentioned their defense and how good it's been over the course of the season, especially at home. And and then you have Andrew Luck and what he did last week against Jacksonville. Absolutely nothing. He put up a dud performance, didn't score any points. And and I wonder if that's going to just lower his ownership a little bit. It certainly has lowered his price. He's he remains pretty cheap. So I'm going to take that discount. And I look back at earlier in the year when like Houston's a really tough team to run on it's it's, ra- it's ra- rare to have success on the ground against the Texans certainly it has been this year but for Andrew Luck I go back to that game earlier against the Texans 62 passing attempts he completed 40 throws he had 464 yards and four touchdowns T.Y. Hilton uh, was was huge in that game we already mentioned Ebron I'd like this high total at 49 and a half and then I'll go to the highest total of the week at 55 and a half I talked about Drew Brees and cash how about Jameis Winston as a tournament play and ever since he took the job back again he has six passing touchdowns or just one pick in those three games he's reached 20 plus fantasy points in each of his past two starts thanks to 72 rushing yards on the ground we know that he can move around he can call his own number we we already joked before about how this text how this Bucks team cannot run. They can't get anything out of their running back. So maybe he'll call his own number. And we love his wide receivers. So why not roll out Jameis Winston? We're not even talking about Mike Evans who can blow. Up. I know it's so funny. It's like we're we're all about Chris Godwin and Adam Humphreys, <laughs> who are who are clearly both not the number one wide receiver there. So yes, I uh, I I definitely can get behind. All of these quarterbacks, the one I'm most hesitant about is Andrew Luck, but that's 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 not good analysis. That's more I'm playing against him in my dynasty league, and I really, really <laughs> hope Ooh, need a dub. that he yeah we, we need need him to to be <laughs> wrong. So I'm rooting against you there, Meanie. Uh, running backs. This is where I find some really interesting names. So I'm I'm just now looking at who you guys picked, and I I have my lineup set. Uh, let's just say this: three of the four oh, that baby. you guys have are in my uh, battle royale, so we will find no disagreements here. Ben, start us off with the one guy who's not in my lineup, okay. but but well, is still worthy of it. 
Yeah, yeah. Tournaments uh, make the extremely fun when we're looking at plays like this late in the season. Uh, you know, Meany's talking about tis the season for the value. Love it. Well, the first guy isn't that much of a value, but um, Aaron Jones, I still think, is a very intriguing contrarian play because, again, Mike McCarthy's gone. Mike McCarthy seemed to just not understand how good this guy is. Aaron Jones is very talented, and he gets to play at home against this Falcons defense who we've picked on all year playing running backs. And so, yes, you do have to gamble a little bit on, um, you know, the new coaching staff or whoever's calling the plays now, letting Aaron Jones be that guy like we kind of saw for the last month. Uh, but that's the type of, you know, situation that you're putting yourself in in a tournament to begin with. You have to uh, kind of lean into that risk. And so I think he's worth it in this great matchup at home. Uh, playing with Aaron Rodgers, who should be pretty low owned because he burned people a little bit last week. And then I see all the talk being about a couple other guys, which Meany's going to bring up. But that just kind of makes me a little bit intrigued by Jeff Wilson Jr., who is going to get some run with Matt Breida out. Matt Breida just continued to fight through injury after injury. Well, not happening this week, unfortunately. But you look at Wilson, who saw 24 opportunities last week, which, you know, that is no joke. And he got nine targets, which also is no joke, especially when we're talking about uh, full PPR or just PPR in general uh, DFS websites. He caught eight of those passes for 73 yards, so we know that he offers some upside in both the running and passing games. Denver's whole team, unfortunately, is getting annihilated. Chris Harris on defense, Emmanuel Sanders on offense. The 49ers are at home. So with all of the talk being about a couple of other very good and exciting plays. I just think that pushes Jeff Wilson's ownership extremely low. He's extremely cheap and he has upside that I don't think a lot of people realize. So he's he's interesting to me. Let me ask you this. When is the last time that Kyle Shanahan's running backs sucked? It's a trick Ooh. question. It's never yeah, happened. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, you have Jerick McKinnon go down. That's fine. Breed is a star, except when he goes down. When he goes down, hey, anybody can do it. Alfred. You know, it's like, hey, Jeff, Jeff, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, get in here. You're up. <laughs> Yo, you're very good. So yeah, I'm totally down with Jeff yeah, Wilson. About the stud Jeffrey. And yeah, I mean, uh, DraftKings price of thirty eight hundred dollars. I mean, how could you even find someone less than 3,800? Oh, wait a minute, Meany, you've got one. <laughs> yeah, it's it really is going to be an interesting week with these three backs and Jeff Wilson Jr. and Jalen Samuels and Justin Jackson. Ugh, it the, it the really J, the is. The Triple J's. Yeah, triple like, J's. the Triple J's. I mean, they're probably going to be chalky. Let's, let's say that you're not going to sneak up on anyone and say, oh, I'm going to get these guys at a low ownership. Maybe Justin Jackson may be the guy with the lowest of the three. Uh, I consider him, you know, a pretty strong play this week, actually. I look at the Chargers, the biggest home favorites of the week, minus 14. And I look at Austin Eckler as just... He should go back to that role as a third down guy and catch some balls. He wasn't really good last year or last week. Rather, he had 21 yards on 13 carries earlier in the year when Melvin Gordon sat out. He had 42 yards on 12 carries. I just think he's more suited for a pass catching role. And, you know, Ben talked about the the Bengals and just their struggles. It's not very good. They They stink. Yeah, they're They're checked out. Justin Jackson is my uh, start of the week on the fantasy footballers as well. So you guys are picking all my starts of the week here. I love it. Yeah, they bring over Hugh Jackson and then they just can't play football anymore <laughs> defensively, right? But for Jackson, and if you watch that game, he hardly touched the field in the first half. And if you're just looking at stats and box scores and offensive snaps and you're like, okay, Eckler was Eckler was the guy. And it's like, no, because they didn't go to Jackson at all in the first half. And then in the second half, he had eight carries, 63 yards. And he kept getting he carries because he was great. 
because he was great. He had that impressive 18 yard touchdown run. So I think they lean on him a little bit here in the second half. It's 16 rushing touchdowns allowed the second most, the Chargers second highest team implied total. And then you go over to Jalen Samuels. And I agree with Ben. I think that what we'll see here over the next couple weeks, even though this is a soft matchup, Oakland has allowed the most rushing yards per game. They rank 31st in rush DVOA. I feel like big Ben will just chuck the ball a ton and he's going to throw and he's going to throw. We can't play Samuels on, on as a tight end here on DraftKings and Pandora. That's, that's for other sites <laughs> in seasonal formats. I think you take that that discount, that price, super cheap, $3,700 on DraftKings, $4,600 in FanDuel. This guy can catch. He really can. And he set records <laughs> for NC State. We were talking about hands. Yeah, he's he's got some as well. <laughs> and you some. know what? Over the past couple of weeks, even with Connor around, he's been catching some balls, right? So he has his last three games, he's got seven catches and two touchdowns. They result in touchdowns. And the key to me, those are red zone targets. So he's thought about in the red zone, to to pass the ball to and this is a let's be honest like we know about Le'Veon Bell we know about the success of Connor D'Angelo Williams was successful in this offense Samuels is set up to be successful in this offense too 202 receptions in four years at NC State so I think he's going to be a factor in, in the game maybe not so much in the ground maybe that'll be a little bit of Ridley but I think he'll get a few targets and you know he could pop one it's yeah. good enough for uh, this price. you know yeah at this price these are names that people need to know about but I do agree that you need to be aware that we're not the only people in the world aware of right. these names, especially in the DFS world. They're not going to have the crazy low ownership that their name implies. And I, I do agree. If I had to say which one of these guys will have the lowest ownership, if I had to guess, I would think it's going to be Justin Jackson because he's not always seen. Like Jeff Wilson is the clear starter. Jalen Samuels right. is the clear mm. starter ahead of Steven Ridley. Justin Jackson still, to a lot of people, appears to be the backup behind Austin Eckler. So I think he's the sneakiest of plays. Let's talk wide receivers. Uh, ben, you've got uh, two interesting names. One guy – look, I, I like both of these players a lot in general, but I have a hard time believing in Antonio Callaway. But maybe it was just from all the early season drops. Tell me why I could trust him this week. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, Meany loves to get nets, and I mean, that's the wide receiver position in tournaments is the you know the best place to get nets um, because of the volatility of the position, and just because you can get some super super low ownership uh, for guys like Antonio Callaway and Curtis Samuel, who are both playing in the same game, and I think it's an underrated game. Um, I've been you know kind of harping all year that. You know, you, you kind of look at the the Panthers on paper and think, oh, yeah, they're a pretty good defense. You know, there's not that much upside. Their pass defense has been awful all year. They're 22nd in passing yards allowed per game. They're 28th in pass DVOA. Uh, the Browns get to play this one at home, and I'm riding the Baker hype train. I mean, I love this guy. And so I think that he gives the Browns pass catchers more upside than we may think just because we look at, oh, the Browns and, you know, you know, got Jarvis. He's he doesn't have that much upside and this offense is, is kind of meh, even though Baker is throwing for multiple touchdowns or for close to 400 yards in every game over the last three games. Uh, he's getting it done what one way or another. And that should help a guy like Callaway who played on 72% of the snaps last week, saw six targets, caught three of them for 84 yards. So we know what upside he has if he can uh, use his hands and catch some of these. So that's obviously the the risk, but that's what you do in tournaments is you take that risk on. And um, the other guy in this game is Curtis Samuel, and that's because – you know, DJ Moore is getting all the love and rightfully so, but Curtis Samuel needs more himself because he's playing a ton as well. He's played 92% and 83% of the offensive snaps 
respectively over the past two weeks. And he's coming off of a game where he saw 11 targets and caught six of those for 88 yards. So he's getting it incorporated a lot more than some may realize. Torrey Smith comes back. You know, we have to wonder what's going to happen there. Well, he, he's been 100% behind both Moore and Samuel in this offense. And so we've seen a changing of the guard as Carolina fights to make the playoffs. So Samuel's out there and he's not this kind of gadgety type of player. Um, at least usage wise that, you know, the fear was initially he's out there, he's getting a ton of run and the Browns pass defense can be beat. They're 29th in passing yards per game, a lot better in DVOA, but the player, uh, the kind of player that Curtis Samuel is, he offers upside, not only in the passing game, but they like to give him a carry here and here and there as well. Yeah. Carolina, the, the line for Carolina has given them uh, since the opening betting lines came Carolina is up over a point over a solid point so people are expecting good things from Carolina's offense and Curtis Samuel uh, I I really believe in the talent if he was a rookie this year as opposed to missing his rookie season last year mm-hmm. people be talking about him a whole lot more meaning what yeah. wide receivers do you have in GPP I, I think Ben you nailed it with this game being underrated I think there's gonna be some points scored I think you can think about more and Landry as well but uh, I'm gonna spend up at the wide receiver position I'm gonna start with Julio Jones uh, somebody that again you look at just the recent track record and, and last week against Baltimore is a tough matchup for him two catches 18 yards you look at the touchdowns and I just don't think people I think people just shy away from him and I expect there to be some points scored in this game I'm not sold on the Packers like yeah everything is about Rodgers and the offense and Aaron Jones and McCarthy well the defense is not great either and for Atlanta uh, their defense is not great so I expect there to be some points uh, scored in this game so I, I'm gonna spend up for Julio Jones uh, again he's he's top near the top in every single category out there in terms of yards, targets, and catches, just not touchdowns. And then there's Amari Cooper. I mentioned Dak earlier. I'm not crazy about Dak's high upside, but I like Cooper in this spot, and I think he's still pretty cheap, uh, especially on FanDuel. He checks in at $6,900. And and for Cooper, it took two games for him to have more red zone opportunities than he had almost in two years with Oakland. And they never even targeted him on any opening drives this season in Oakland. And that's not the case here with Dallas. They're going his way a ton. He's got 16 catches, 256 yards in his last two games. He had six grabs for 75 yards four weeks ago against the Eagles. I mentioned their struggles defensively. Philly has allowed the third most fantasy points to wide receivers, the second most catches and yards to the position. I really think that, yes, Zeke, that's the game plan, but you can take some shots in the second. Amari Cooper has shown you just how bad the Dallas wide receivers were before Amari Cooper was there. He is right. so clear-cut, the number one. <laughs> and all the jokes about, oh, they gave up too much to get him. I'm not sure they did anymore. I mean, they're on a winning streak, and it, it looks like it's going to pay off. So, yeah, I like Cooper a lot. Let's see. Uh, tight ends, Ben, give me uh, – I hate talking about <laughs> tight ends, man. I hate, hate, hate them. <laughs> But we have we, to put one we in the lineup. Because we talk about guys like this. Because yes. we talk about guys like this. Guys Look, like this, yes. All right. I get it. I, I get I it. Like it's a too. tournament style. You're swinging for the fences. You'll probably lose, but you don't want. You don't care if you lose. <laughs> you care about being first. And so care about ben, being I, first. Oh, I don't believe it, Ben, but <laughs> talk me into it. Well, I just love how cheap Ian Thomas is. Um, you know, There's I, a reason. 
<laughs> there is, but uh, the algorithm over at DraftKings hasn't uh, incorporated that he is basically the full-time player now that Greg Olson's done again, unfortunately. Um, and Ian Thomas was getting a ton of run earlier in the year. Yes, I uh, will give you that that was not turning into production, but I like what I saw in this game last week. Uh, Thomas plays 76% of the snaps, and that's with Olsen starting the game healthy. So that should go up. And in that game where uh, you know his snap percentage should continue to go up, even last week he still catches all five of his targets for 46 yards. So that's just what you're hoping. For a guy like Ian Thomas at that cheap of a price that allows you to go get so many of these studs that we love and that we're talking about, and then the obvious plays that we haven't even talked about, Devontae Adams, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, if Ian Thomas can catch five for 46 again and somehow find the end zone, that's that's gravy at this awful position. And then just let your other studs do their thing. And again, as Meany, you know, is agreeing with, I think this game is a little bit underrated for fantasy. Uh, both offenses have more upside than I think people think. And both defenses are a little bit, uh, little, little bit uh, beatable. No, uh, I, I, I do think. get it at, at this insane of a price. It's, you know, if he doesn't pan out, whatever, it costs you very little. If he does, it, he reminds me so much of Jonu Smith, who had the yeah. incumbent tight end go down and Jonu did nothing when Delaney Walker did, went down for so long. Then as the season goes on, they hit their bye week coming out of their bye week, three out of the next four games, he gets a touchdown. And so now, you know, this is uh, Greg Olson coming back was basically Ian Thomas's bye week. So hopefully coming out of the Greg Olson back uh, facade, uh, hopefully he can get in the end zone. That, that'll be enough at that price. A uh, little bit more chalk here from Meany, but I don't, I don't blame you because tight ends suck. Who, who you got? Yeah, it's it, it's brutal. I agree. Like, I think Thomas is is worth it because of the price. Earlier in the season, I had a game with five targets, six targets without Olsen. But if you're going to spend up, I guess if you're really going to spend up, even though Travis Kelsey's in a bad spot, you know, Zach Ertz has been pretty consistent all year. But Jer- Jared Cook is – and that's the problem. You spend up for a guy like Jared Cook and he has one of those Jared Cook games and you're like, oh, why didn't I just spend down and, and spend up elsewhere? But for Cook, you know, coming off a seven – catch game eight targets 100 yards there's just not a lot going on in this offense at all um, for Oakland and I think Pittsburgh is going to be able to put up some points so I think the volume at least the volume should be there but again it's it's the tight end position so um, you know a lot of these guys don't get that kind of volume like you can't project 10 nine targets for something like I mentioned Matt Lacoste last week he did nothing, absolutely nothing. So yeah, you're gonna up a little a bit. Surprise to Cook, a lot of Cook people. Is no, I don't. I don't yeah, blame it, you. Sp- Sanders not around. Maybe I might go back to Lacoste. <laughs> Cook is a little bit safer. I know it, it's always one week <laughs> after. It's like, oh, you, yeah. you got me, and then the next week it's like, no, see, we we did actually yeah, know what yeah, we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, look, I want to take the gloves off, get to the battle royale, but before that, we gotta share our stack attacks. Stack attack. All right, I'll lead us off here. I thought my stack attack was originally Philip Rivers and Keenan Allen uh, because I, I do like them. But with Chris Godwin being 4,900 on DraftKings, I feel like he is a must in most lineups. Stacking with Jameis Winston, I love the price, the value, the upside against New Orleans. That's my stack attack. What you got, Ben? Yeah, I'm with you, Jason. Like, I, I so bad want to, you know, t- talk about Philip Rivers and Keenan Allen or, or Big Ben and AB and, or, or Juju. Uh, but that really, that's going to cost so much money that that's going to kind of go against, even in tournaments, I like to get at least two stud running backs in there. Um, and so because of that, I want to look at a, 
uh, stack that's going to you know be very contrarian, but also be a little bit cheaper and save some money for other guys. And so let's look at that Baker Mayfield at home in this game and Antonio Callaway stack, and you're just hoping for a 60-yard touchdown catch and, and then some with this stack in this game. Yeah, all right, and and Chris, uh, I thought I thought about going this way as well, even though Ben is besmirching it. Who you got? Yeah, I'm spending up uh, Ben and Brown. I think it's a good spot. I just feel like Ben's oh, yeah. going to throw the ball so much. Now, love it. Would you be willing to go Ben and Juju save a few yep. dollars? Because yeah, I, you can do Ben and Juju. He's been consistent too. He's been almost just as good. And it's good. a good time to be contrarian with that. Obviously, with stacks, we're talking more so tournament thought process because you're trying to get insane upside. Juju didn't do that much on primetime last week. AB goes off, reminds us who he is. But Juju is so good. So you get an insanely high upside stack, but also a little bit of contrarian in there as well if you pivot to Juju. But both amazing plays. I love that stack. All right. We're Samuels. The gloves are off. Let's go, let's go. DFS Battle Royale. Oh, it's time to fight, fellas. It's time to fight. Now, I told you earlier, so when I was on last year, uh, I, I, went with the, uh, I went with the crazy cheap running backs and filled out my lineup elsewhere. It didn't work because it was more of a swing for the fences this year. I did what Ben Cummins has been preaching here, which is have your stud running backs. I put them in. I wiped the floor with you, and now here I am pivoting again because there's not a lot of opportunity to put in the Triple J's and have three guys in your lineup <laughs> that are under 4,000, and I wanted to see what you could do. Man, those receivers are going to be scary. I'm sweating. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes they, they are. are. Oh, yes, they are, Ben and Chris. They're going to destroy your face. So I've got Jeff Wilson Jr., as my running back one with Justin Jackson as my running back two, and I'm going to flex in Jalen Samuels. So those three guys I think are going to have a good enough baseline with high upside to still be good enough picks to allow the other studs on my list to pop. And I'm going to throw in my defense next because it's another trash cheap pick. This is really like the, uh, the auction league studs and duds approach. I'm going with the New York Giants at mm, Washington. Like mm. When you are facing third-string left guards and third-string right guards protecting from the third-string quarterbacks, I just don't – I mean, look, all you have to do is bottle up AP. That's it. They can't do anything else. They're barely an NFL team at this point. So even the Giants' defense, they only cost 2500 That has allowed me to go nuts. Look, I hate the tight end position. So I'm taking Travis Kelsey. I, nice. I get him. I get Travis Kelsey. Okay. You know who else okay. I get? That number one wide receiver, Mike uh, Mike Evans. I, I, I was like, oh, Chris Godwin's cheap. Why would I do that? I can afford Mike Evans. <laughs> How about DeAndre Hopkins with my uh, start of the week quarterback on, you know, throwing him the ball? You know what? Let's go back to that stack of Phillip Rivers or Keenan Allen. So I got Phillip Rivers, oh, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Travis Kelsey to go with my cheap garbage question mark plays of uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., Justin Jackson, and Jalen Samuels. Strong. 
We'll Very see. Strong. I don't know. It's one of those like I would. Yeah, I, I don't know how it'll play, but it'll be interesting. And we get to talk about it next week. All right, uh, Ben, you're up, man. I'm nervous because like I said at the beginning, like if there was ever a week to challenge this strategy that I'm preaching, it is this week because I love so many receivers in good spots, but I have to practice what I'm preaching. So locking in McCaffrey, Barkley and Zeke, and then we're going to go from there. So obviously uh, I already feel like I lost <laughs> Have to save some money. Um, and Baker Mayfield, who I love, great spot, uh, is cheap enough at $5,800. So I'm going to roll him out. Um, my cheap defense, and I love that Giants call. I'm looking at the Chiefs, who they're not a very good defense, but they just keep putting up enough points. Uh, if you go look at their totals, and they're super, super cheap. They're at home. I think they uh, get the best of Lamar. Well, Lam- Lamar Jackson loves to do two things. That's run the ball and turn the ball over. Right, so, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, they're going to make them throw this. So game. that's going to open up some salary. I'm going to continue to do the same thing with my tight end position and play Ian Thomas. Um, and so then I have a little bit of money left over to squeeze in, uh, but still have to get some savings in there. I'm going to play Bruce Ellington. I can't quit him. I wanted Godwin. But Godwin um, was a little too expensive to make me feel good about my wide receiver three. So I'm going to throw in Cortland Sutton, unfortunately, due to the developments of my boy, Manny Sanders. And that gives me enough money to put in Curtis Samuel, who I talked the reasons why I think he's a better play than some realized earlier in this podcast. So there's the there's the lineup. There you go. All right. Meany, get mean. All right, yeah, so I'm going to go with Big Ben at quarterback again. I think he's going to throw the ball a ton. I got Zeke in there as well. I think he's a really strong play and probably the strongest in terms of cash. And then I'm with you, uh, Mike. I got – or Jason. Oh, that's – I got some – uh, <laughs> I'm far too good <laughs> that's looking. My, that's my trash talk. Um, yeah, so Justin Jackson, he's in there. And then Jeff Wilson Jr. is in there in the flex spot. So I'm spending okay. up at wide receiver. Okay. I got DeAndre Hopkins as well. I got Devontae Adams in there. And then I'm spending Chris Godwin as my – my third wide receiver. I'm with Ben, Ian Thomas, $2,700. Hey, there we go. Catch four, four or five balls, maybe a touchdown, laughing, and then the Bills defense. Wow. You know, look, I, 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 I'll be honest right off the bat. feel like I've got the third place team going in because <laughs> if I could, I mean, look, I, I love having Mike Evans, but to downgrade to Chris Godwin, I feel like, yeah, that's, that, I, that's fine with me, but you've, you've got Zeke. That's not yeah, fair. Why don't I have Zeke? Uh, this, what is this? This is going to be a fun one, fellas. Oh, this will be a fun one. It's- we will be tracking this this weekend, and we wish you all the absolute best of luck. Don't forget the DFS Pass at DFSPass.com. Only $29 for the entire rest of the season. It's going to be such an incredibly fun week of football, of DFS. If you're out of the playoffs... It's okay. DFS is here. On behalf of Chris Meany and Ben Cummins, we wish you many victories in DFS this week. Check you next week. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.